Our greatest weakness lies in giving up. The most certain way to succeed is always to just try one more time. Thomas Edison Welcome everyone to episode 2 of the Alpha Podcast. I'm your host Jake. We're back for another episode guys. Very excited about the guest we have on our show today, Mike Brown with Bellicon Training. You might recognize him as the man that owns Buns and Barbell or Wolf Elite, uh, but to me, he's the guy that I leaned on several times when I began my business. I learned a lot from him, and he truly helped me grow Alpha Apparel. From just trying to get friends and family to visit the site to fulfilling orders on a daily basis, I owe a lot of the thanks to to Mike. For lack of a better way to put it, he really was a mentor to me in that process. Uh, so very excited he agreed to be um, to be on the podcast, agreed to come on and talk a little bit about what Bellicon Training is doing right now, what it stands for, some of the meanings behind the stuff that they're doing, uh, and discuss his business model with us. So without further ado, let's kick it to the interview. All right, we now welcome on Mike Brown, the co-owner of Bellicon Training. Uh, Mike, how's it going? Doing well. How are you doing? Doing well, man. Doing well. Um, so I guess let's just dive right into it. Um, you know, really appreciate you coming on the podcast, talking to us about business and, you know, what you guys are doing over uh, with Bellicon Training. I know there's a lot of subcategories under Bellicon. Why don't you kind of go into some details as far as what, what all is under the, the Bellicon umbrella? Sure, sure. Yeah, uh, we initially started it as Bellicon Training because me and my buddy have an athletic strength-based background. So, when we started the company, uh, I guess we just wanted to develop programming around strength athletes. Uh, we have a baseball background, so we were going to cater towards like speed and agility, mm-hmm. uh, strength yeah. training. And so that's initially how we launched it, but we also wanted to broaden our market and hit the female side of the, yeah. the industry. And uh, that's when we developed the Buns and Barbells brand. Now that was almost kind of done by accident and has been the most profitable thing that we could have done. Mm-hmm. So we kind of kept rolling with that. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's how I came across you, knowing who yeah. you were is the, the Buns and Barbell sure. logo. I think that's majority majority of the people knows the company from that brand. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, the Bellicon Training was the overall company when we initially started, but we had some legal issues whenever we were trying to register the name. So now that's essentially just our mentality, I yeah. guess you could say, the mindset, because the word Bellicon stands for Believe, Achieve, Conquer. Mm-hmm. Um, so we kind of just... Umbrellaed everything under that mentality, that mindset, that way of thinking. Um, and we still register it under, you know, our LLC is still under Bellicon Training um, because we do think that that's a pretty catchy or yeah, good way to live. It's definitely the only one that I was yeah. able to find online. So um, we have the two brands, of course, the Buns and Barbells. And then we, since we had the legal issues with registering Bellicon Training, we started the brand Wolf Elite. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not solely for men, but it is kind of male dominant. And, you know, we'll get to it later and, and explain exactly what it what's behind the meaning of Wolf Elite. Yeah. But it essentially, um, it kind of helped us still cater to that strength audience because we have lifting gear under the Wolf Elite brand and of course we have the apparel. Yeah, so. we we've, we've got some of the lifting gear here at the club and we yeah. sell it and it's I mean it it's quality stuff. It sure. is not, you know, something that you yeah, buy I mean, for a couple stuff. bucks for resale value. I mean, that's that yeah. stuff really holds, holds I mean, I, I I train and compete in powerlifting. Um I'm decent at it, I guess. Yeah. And I, I 
I personally only use my stuff. Yeah. So and it was battle. So it was battle tested. Yeah. And I mean, it works. And for the most part, I think it's done pretty well for me. So I guess yeah. we'll see when I compete here soon. Exactly. Yeah. When's the When's the next competition? Uh, I think I'm, I, I was actually going to try to compete in the the Beast of Bluegrass this Friday, but uh, mm-hmm. I decided to back out and just set up a booth with my company. Um, just kind of enjoy the the actual festivities this yeah. time. So I'm going to compete probably. Definitely in October, but I might throw one in in the summer sometime just as a warm-up. If you're feeling bored. Yeah, I mean, because <laughs> right now my strength's going up pretty well, so I think. But, yeah, definitely in October. There's always a big competition here at Louisville in October. So, mm-hmm. so good deal. What, um, I guess for, for those that, that are not familiar with, with who you are, what you guys do, yeah. um, you and your co-owner, what, what's all the social media tags and all the social media um, so the website as well for people to find you. Yeah, yeah. The website is bellacontraining.com, and uh, Bellacon is spelled B-E-L-A-C-O-N. Um, just think of Believe Achieve Conquer. Mm-hmm. And but you can type it in in Google. If you type in Buns and Barbells or Wolf Elite, our website will pop that's up. That's how I find your website most yeah, of the time. It's just so Google Buns and Barbell, that's, and, that's that, and it, it shows up. That's typically how everyone's going to find it. And uh, the only social media platforms that we're using right now is predominantly Instagram, which is that's huge for fitness. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just, and it's just easier from a marketing standpoint mm-hmm. to get information out quickly. We do have a Facebook account as well, but we just kind of sync up the Instagram with Facebook right now. We haven't really developed that platform as much. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we may do some more things later. We had a Twitter account, but um, I don't know if many people are aware. But me and Brad Matthews, who's the other co-owner, uh, he lives in North Carolina. Uh-huh. We have full-time jobs as well, so it's kind of hard for us to to delegate everything and focus our resources on the company as much as we'd like so instagram is the easiest platform and the the handle is buns underscore barbells underscore wolf elite it's another thing too you can actually just search buns and barbells and then it'll pop up first thing or or even bellicon training and it'll pop up so um and then same thing for facebook the same handle um, yeah, I didn't even know you guys had a Facebook page. Yeah, I mean, it's something we don't market as much. Um, I'm not really in the market for a Razorback. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I mean, it, it it it's definitely helped us some because we've syn- synced up our store with Facebook, oh, for so sure. we can use the Facebook store. Um, but you know, majority of our traffic is going to come through Instagram, and then all of our almost 98 percent of our sales come through the online retail market Mm -hmm. so and that's something that we're going to try to develop more is our marketing stance because you know i'm a production and logistics guy that's my background i have Mm -hmm. a business degree in operations management and my buddy has a psychology degree (laughs) so we it's definitely two different spectrums but neither one of us know a whole lot about sales and marketing yeah um and I mean, we can keep up with the times, I guess, but we can't necessarily adapt as easily as some people. Where that's that's how they view things. They, you know, some people just have a sales mindset, and that's not necessarily us. Yeah. So I'm, we're probably going to reach out and get some help from a marketing and um, branding standpoint, I guess you could say. Because I mean, I think we do well with what we have, but we can always get better. Exactly. Um, speaking of the. The, I guess the advertising thing. What what do you guys, you know, you and Brad, what what are the two of you guys focus on when it comes to your online marketing? You know, yeah. I mean, that's a good question. I think honestly, we initially started, um, which helped us substantially, was when we implemented an ambassador program through the brands. Um, we, I mean, the majority of our ambassadors were for the female line that uh, they showed the most interest. So for us, that's how we kind of developed everything and spread it 
I mean, I, I guess you could say worldwide because we mm-hmm. do ship worldwide. Um, That's awesome. And we did. We've yet to do that yet yeah. at Alpha. It's yeah. I mean, it's a fun. We're sticking to the forty-eight states. Yeah, it's a fun avenue to explore. But I think honestly that it's that helped us tremendously. But it also became a little watered down to some degree, and it was more of a flavor of the month for a lot of them, mm-hmm. a lot of people that were involved. Not that some people weren't passionate about it and passionate about what we stood for, but at the same time, we didn't have a ton to offer everyone as well. So it did help us substantially, but we decided to, I guess, delegate our resources and the funds that we would typically have given the ambassadors to something that we're more passionate about, which is giving back to charities. Mm-hmm. Um, so we kind of disposed of the ambassador program and are, are more focused on marketing the company through us giving back yeah. and um, donating to different charities every quarter. And I think it has definitely gotten a, a pretty good appeal. I mean, it's it honestly, it's, it's a good marketing ploy, sure, but it's something we're passionate about too. So it's like I'm not doing it for – the sales I'm doing it because this is what I want to do with my company. Yeah, I, what you guys are doing with charities it was a big reason why I wanted to bring you on and talk to you. Uh, but I want to circle back to the ambassador thing. And sure. you know, we just launched our ambassador mm-hmm. program Absolutely. just literally two weeks ago, and mm-hmm. it's you know you, you announce that you want to do something like that, and everyone comes out of the woodwork. Sure, you know everyone's like, oh, I love your stuff. I'll yeah. post every week about it. Just Absolutely. give me a free T-shirt, and it's like you know. Look, man, you know, no, no disrespect, but you know, you haven't even bought a single shirt yet. Yeah, you get you out know? of it what you put in, is the way I've always told them. And and everyone, they kind of asked, they always asked me in the beginning, you know, how, you know, I want all these free gift baskets mm-hmm. for this show I'm about ready to do, and I'm like, you haven't even generated one or two sales through your ambassador. Yeah, your your little and code's I, been used twice. I mean, and that's fine. You know, I mean, I'm not going to sit here, and, and I never had any type of stipulations on what they had to do yeah and if i did have some it was very relaxed yeah very (laughs) Um, loosely enforced yeah because i'm not going to monitor it like i don't have the time to look at everybody's you know social media pages to see Mm -hmm. what they're doing but i mean it was definitely beneficial and some people i think the coolest part of it in the beginning was the kind of family atmosphere that grew out of it because a lot of people that were ambassadors kind of got to know each other yeah through, through seen, i saw that here in the gym just people that never knew each they other they never did and they got to know it and we had people from out of other states they kind of connected and they would meet at like the arnold and stuff mm-hmm. and i thought that was really cool that we could bring people together in that way um but like it was just kind of hard to monitor and keep up with and got a little watered down and like you said people are kind of always wanting some type of handout mm-hmm. so you have to do it in a way that's professional but also beneficial for your company. Exactly. I mean, you, you got to get some free stuff out there. You got to get your Absolutely. name out there any way you can. But yeah. you know, I think from a, from an ambassador standpoint, it's you also want to empower your ambassadors. You want to help them out. You want to give them yeah. something, you know, that they can mm-hmm. feel feel uh, proud to be a part of. Yeah. But also, you know, you want to help grow their. Per, you know, they're trying to help you grow your brand. You also kind of want to help them grow their own I personal think brand was, as well. That's what we did initially was want to help them grow as much as we could through us, um, and then that's when we decided to dispose of the ambassador program, like that was just kind of like, maybe you guys should just focus on yourself, um, you know, and, and developing your mm-hmm. own brand. If yeah, I mean, you take a picture of my shirt, I'm going to post it. Well, sure. <laughs> I'm going to well, help you that's out. That's what I said. We're still going to help you as much as we can in our own way. But for us, we would rather uh, be 
doing something that's more gratifying for mm-hmm. us. Uh, you know, not that the ambassador program was a bad thing at all. It just no, for, I think I think it was for us crucial and where you guys are now. Uh, I think it was a huge. We would never have been reason. where we are without the support that we got from everyone, and we're obviously grateful for everyone that was involved. And it's still, there's still several people that still are involved, and even as the not ambassadors, they still support us as if they were. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty cool too that they would still want to be behind us to that level. So of course we're going to try to help them out as much as we can too. Um, but we just wanted to do something that's a little more gratifying, so we're kind of we're wanting to donate and give back every quarter uh, to specific charities of our choosing. Um, good deal. So what is uh, so you guys just finished the first quarter, uh, you know, a few months ago, yeah. three weeks ago, like everybody else. Who, um, you know, obviously we don't need to know how much, but you know, who sure. was your who was your charity for the first quarter? So the first quarter, um, you know, me and me and Brad and our families were strong. Uh, animal lovers, mm-hmm. so we want, we decided uh, to give back to the Humane Society. Um, that was a big kick because most people do have an affinity for animals to some degree, whether it's just dogs or, or any animal. Um, now, don't get me wrong, I'm not a, a vegan or, or vegetarian by any means, but I do support what the Humane Society stands for. So the foundations we choose, we specifically look into and speak with them, and we want to see where the funds are being delegated. So, you know, for example, when we first got involved with them, uh, Houston had that flood, yeah. and the Humane Society was almost delegating, I think it was like 80 to 90% of their funds to the support and rescue efforts in Houston at that time. So, you know, that was something that kind of hit us, and I was like, you know, at least they're doing something that's specific to what is going on. You know, it's not like yeah. they're just helping... They're just going to delegate to dogs, or they're going to, you know, put so, out ten percent to each of their shelters yeah. in the, you know, tri-state area. It's a business, but at the same time, they're doing what's right. Um, and of course, I mean, I bought my dog the Humane Society here locally in Louisville. I've got two from them. Yeah, you know, at some point. So it's always been something good for us, and that was what we um, decided to give back to on the first quarter. And it definitely was a good thing for us. I mean, we. Yeah, it did spark some sales to some level, but I don't think it was anything substantial just because we were behind them. But I think the people that were involved did buy more because they knew it was going to something positive. And I think that was pretty cool, you know, just clicking that submit button at the end of the quarter when we actually got to donate X amount of funds. I mean, that was cool for us, you know what I mean? And sure, I'm not going to announce exactly how much. No, and and out of respect, I would never ask. But at the same time, it's like, it was it you was, and Brad, and you know maybe some of your close friends. Yeah. You get you guys know how much it sure. was, and for us, it was definitely worthwhile. So I do want to know, everybody to know that their contributions went to a good cause. So it was definitely it was good for us. It was gratifying, and you know this this quarter we decided to uh, focus on the Brain and Behavior Research Foundation. Um, Why is that? Just so, out of curiosity. So for me personally, um, I've always had an affinity for the autism awareness movement. Mm-hmm. I used to work with kids with autism for several years uh, before I started the company, even from a lifting standpoint. Um, but that was always one of my passions. And, you know, it was something that I just did just as enjoyment for myself. I mean, it wasn't something that I broadcasted to people. Most people don't know that I was involved with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, that was my personal reason. But also... Um, I feel like, especially nowadays, I mean, the brain is, is is a powerful element for every human body. Yes. The most powerful, actually. So I think that there's so many brain illnesses out there that we don't know enough about. You know, the more I research autism, it's been around for quite a while, and we still don't know hardly anything about it. 
We can um, cuss. I saw you were, yeah. were going to say that something. Was, we can cuss. Say. It's okay. I've got the MA next to the name. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> but, yeah, we don't know shit about it. <laughs> and we don't know enough to help these kids or even, even grown-ups with the, with the disease. So that was initially why I got involved was through the, the autism movement. But um, I, the more I looked into that specific research foundation – I realized that they're working closely with people with depression, anxiety. I mean, mental illnesses from even just taking medication, you know, because different medications can spur different mental illnesses. Um, it can e- either increase depression. I mean, it, it seems like everyone that, I mean, I, I hate to bring up, you know, such a dark subject, but all the shootings, it seems like almost everyone yeah. involved is under the f- influence of some type of medication. Of yes. Time. So... This foundation um, is com- is committed to alleviate the suffering from mental illnesses. Uh, so they're doing a ton of research. So, it, but it, it it does work towards autism, but it also works towards, like I said, depression, anxiety, and diff- any any brain ailment you can think of. Yeah, let's let's run through the the next two quarters. Who 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 do we have for uh, the third quarter and then the fourth quarter yeah. as well? Just so people can kind of know what sure. what their their future purchases are going to go towards. So starting in July for the third quarter. We're going to work with the Boys and Girls Club. Does that have a um, significant meaning to you? It Not like personally, but I mean, I've always kind of been involved in passing with the Boys and Girls Club because mm-hmm. I've been involved in athletics. So when I was a coach, I definitely worked with Boys and Girls Foundations in different uh, cities in North Carolina. Um, but my uncle, he was always involved in the Boys and Girls Foundation or Boys and Girls Club. And he actually, um, he would mentor kids and he he legitimately built lives for these kids. I mean, he essentially was their father. Mm-hmm. So I saw that my whole life. I mean, he had two kids that he pretty much adopted from the Boys and Girls Club um, and helped them. He just gave them lives. He gave them meaning. And now he's a social worker, and he, you know, I hear horror stories from his Yeah, profession. my dad was a social worker for yeah. 35 years. I, mean, I can't he, even imagine. Yeah, and he's he's a saint in my opinion. And for me – I got to see that firsthand. I mean, I lived with him for a little while, and he took in one of his kids that he was mentoring, mm-hmm. and he essentially adopted one of his kids. So it's like he's created lives for these people, and it all started with the Boys and Girls Club. So for me, that was my connection, and I just felt like they always do great things. I mean, and even in fitness and athletics, which our brand is related, they're they're always involved. I mean, you always see them involved in basketball programs and mm-hmm. baseball. So that was my personal connection with that. And then going on to the fourth quarter. Yeah, fourth quarter we've got. Um, it's just the Cancer Research Foundation. Uh, most of your Cancer Foundation months are in that time period. You know, you have the Breast Cancer Awareness in October, October yeah. the Prostate Cancer Awareness in November. Um, both of those have connections with us personally. Um, we all we had already started. I think that's how this all started was when we launched our Breast Cancer Awareness tank uh, mm-hmm. through buns and barbells um we did it actually the past two octobers um and we didn't generate any profit from that everything all the profits from that went to the breast cancer research foundation um and you know that was something that we as it should I in mean, my it, opinion yeah and it was something, if you're going to do something like that it needs to be yeah, all or none yeah i mean we covered our cost and then all the rest of it went to the foundation and for us that was the most gratifying thing that we had done um, I mean, of course, bringing people together and helping inspire people is great, but helping people on a, you know, such an impactful way like that is just more gratifying. So that's how that, just doing that the past two years is mm-hmm. kind of what spawned this direction that we've gone. And I, I think that 
we just wanted to broaden it that whole quarter for the Cancer Research Foundation because they will specifically delegate their funds for the foundations for those months. Like they're going to focus on the Breast Cancer Research Foundation in October and so forth. Yeah. So. Uh, let's go. You know, that's 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 awesome, Mike. That really is that you guys are doing that. You know that. One, that you're in a situation where you can. Yeah, absolutely. But two, that you are. And, and that was the thing, too. Uh, we That's why we did want to – we didn't want to push the people away that were involved because we still want them to be impactful in some way. And without their support, without the support of our fans and customers, we can't give back to these foundations. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're going to, to whatever level we can, but any help we get from everyone else – It exponentially goes yeah. up the more you buy. And, you know, the thing I've always said, too, it's never about the sales. So we actually provide a link for each foundation on our homepage. So as soon as you click on the website, it's on our homepage. And you can just donate straight to the foundation. You don't have to buy anything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, I, But if you want an awesome-looking tank yeah, in the process. I mean, obviously, we're, we're still going to promote the sales. Still a business. <laughs> yeah. But I'm just saying, like, that's yeah. that's, no, more, that's that's the core you know mindset we have behind it. and. It's more about just giving back and impacting others that way. Gotcha. Uh, let's jump back to the, the very beginning. We had touched on Wolf Elite yeah. uh, and the Wolf Theory. I, uh, I remember I learned about this from you probably, I guess, about a year ago. I've known sure. you for probably about two and a half, three years now. Mm-hmm. But I just learned about what this was. Um, why don't you explain it to, to the listeners, what yeah. Wolf Elite and Wolf Theory are? So the Wolf Elite, um, I guess we, we based the whole brand off of a theory um, it's called Wolf's Law, and it was based. It was developed by a guy named Julius Wolf, and um, now we we threw in the word elite more so because that our affinity is powerlifting because it's tough. Yeah, well, it's <laughs> tough, but also too like um, we'd always try to be elite powerlifters because there's specific criteria that you have to meet to become a, become an elite lifter. Um, so it's it's still gonna kind of resonate with the with the lifting crowd out there um but the the word wolf itself is based off of wolf's law and i guess i'll i'll notate the scientific jargon yeah, yeah. a little bit i'll Can't just pull that out yeah i mean I'll, I'll dumb it down a little obviously because it is kind of scientific jargon but it's basically that bone in a healthy person or animal will adapt to the loads under which it is placed if loading on a particular bone increases, the bone will remodel itself over time to become stronger and resist that sort of loading. And the inverse is true as well. If the loading on a bone decreases, the bone will become less dense and weaker due to the lack of stimulus required for continuous remodeling. So basically in layman's terms, it's saying keep lifting and lift heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think... I think you see the adverse of that with with the elderly and, and bed Absolutely. rest and their their, their bones yeah, the are osteoporosis still brittle. Is, mm-hmm. And that was something that resonated with us too because we have dealt with patients like when we were actually doing some strength lifting, mm-hmm. we had an elderly crowd that was involved at some point, and yeah, they had osteoporosis. Their bones were weak, but the more they lifted and they did things, I mean, they never thought they could do such as deadlifts and squats. Mm-hmm. Their bones became more dense. So that's that's basically it. Your body's going to get stronger. It's going to get more dense, and it'll be able to adhere to the pressures of everyday life. But if you don't, the opposite will take place and forcing your body to become weak, weaker and deteriorate. And I actually found a pretty cool quote because, you know, this was d- developed in the late 1800s um, as a theory, and it became a law, and it's called Wolf's Law now. Um, but even... 
As was he as, around when the? Just, I don't. You might not know the answer. Was he around when the theory became law? Or yes, he was. Okay. And so, even going as far back as to Plato, um, he said the lack of activity destroys the good condition of every human being, while movement, methodical physical exercise, save it and preserve it. So it's basically just saying you need to be active. You know, you need to exercise, and in order to develop that strength, the dense, the more dense bones, the thicker joints. Um, you do need to lift heavy occasionally. Mm-hmm. I think it's there's ways that go about it that can actually hurt your body. Of course, um, if you're overdoing it, you're doing too much, more than your body can take. Superhero lift. Yeah, I mean you got to gradually work up to that. I mean it's not like you know people are they ask me all the time about my lifting. I mean I've been doing this shit for ten years now in terms of strength lifting. So it's not something that happened overnight. I mean this is something that's taken time. I mean of course you can take all kinds of supplementation. I put. Yeah, quote, some air quotes. Quotes around the supplementation, but that's only going to help you while you're on it, right? I mean, as soon as you eventually you come back off, you come off, you're going to probably get hurt. So there, there's definitely pros and cons of that. I'm not going to go into all yeah, that. that's a whole another podcast. <laughs> but, but at the same time, it's like you can do it in a way that's healthy, and it's just you don't have to be super strong. But I think the key is heavy is relative. You know, heavy absolutely. for you versus heavy, someone like me who's a little bit smaller. You. you know, can't throw around the weight like you can. Heavy to me is not is is not heavy to you. Yeah. You, you always see the old saying the you know my my warm up is your max. People you know, things like that. I mean, the arrogance not not to not to knock on people that aren't as strong as others, but it's you know it's heavy sure. is relative to you. Yeah. And, and I mean, there's there's so many ways to go about it in terms of developing your body and your your bones and. Just your structure and genetics come along, you know, to play for mm-hmm. a lot of this, obviously. But essentially, the this resonated with us because it was the definition of strength training, in our opinion. I mean, it was, you know, the the more the heavier you go, and the more often, the more frequencies that you do this, uh, you're going to get stronger, and your body's going to get healthier. You're going to get more dense, more solid, and it's going to help you in everyday life. I mean, it's more practical to be strong in my opinion than to, than to just look pretty i mean don't get me wrong everybody wants to look like they lift mm-hmm. um but a six-pack abs isn't necessarily going to lift a car up off of an Olay or something i exactly. mean it's, it's it i just think that being strong is more practical for everyday life not that and i think you can even adhere that to all types of lifting whether it's bodybuilding or whatever um so it just resonated with us because in our opinion it was the definition of strength training yeah that's that's really cool that that you're able to tie in a, an actual law and theory yeah. into your your company name and you know have something like that to, to back it up from. What we've always tried to do with everything we've done is there there's some type of significant meaning behind everything we do. We don't just do something because it's necessarily catchy. I mean, it has to be catchy to some degree, um, but there's always something significant about it. Like like Bellicon is a word we made up, but it stands for believe, achieve, conquer. Mm-hmm. So um, has some significance. To yeah, it. and I mean, you know. I guess the buns and barbells is kind of catchy, but it's a decent play on words. Yeah, um, so for sure. I mean, but it also too. I mean, the meaning behind that brand is more than just the hair up or buns in terms of you know. An gotcha. Ass. Yeah. Um, it's just basically saying that you don't have to be ladylike. You know, you can put your hair up and get to business. Yep. Um, we say, uh, you know, use your inner warrior. Yeah, um, for the women, and that, that's resonated with them because it can appeal to a, a broader audience, and it just that they don't have to always feel like they need to be speci- ladylike in a certain way. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like I said, every brand or name that we come up with or design typically has a meaning of some kind, and, and of course, the Wolf Elite was very significant for me and Brad, being as we train in strength. Yeah, 
So uh, two questions. We'll wrap it up. Uh, one being, what's the, what's the future hold for for Bellicon training and Buns and Barbell Wolf Elite? What, what's the future hold for you guys? Yeah, I mean, obviously we're gonna keep trying to grow it the best we can. I think for us, it was really good to launch um, this initiative with with donating to foundations of our choosing. Um, but now we're in the process of rebranding to some degree. Um, I don't know if people have noticed, but we've done some things more on a yoga line. Mm-hmm. It's called Buns and Breathing. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna try to cater more outside of the fitness audience some uh i think even some of our men a little more lifestyle yeah um i mean i think for us a lot of people do wear the stuff outside of the gym as well yeah and that's Um, that's my goal is when i'm when i'm coming you're making something something. but like when you wear it on a daily basis for sure but i think not that people don't wear the buns and barbell stuff out but when you see cross and barbells on a shirt of some kind they might not wear that to a high-end dinner Exactly. You know, so anyways, it, it, we're, we're trying to cater or broaden our market, I guess, to just be outside of just the fitness world. I mean, we're always going to be involved in fitness and athletics because that's our passion. Mm-hmm. Um, but we want to cater to other markets because not everybody lifts. Some people just like doing things outdoors. Some people like biking. Some people like, you know, just, uh, I mean, the yoga crowd is something we want to start hitting. Um, so we're going to, we're rebranding to some degree, um, and we're obviously going to work on uh, the website development and all these things. So it's, I guess you could say we're becoming a little more professional. We've we fooled people enough now to at least convince them that we're somewhat professional, even though I run it out of my basement now. Yeah, um, I do the same thing. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I guess we've done well enough and looking professional enough that people will still be attached to us somehow. But we're going to try to just broaden what we offer um, to different markets and different audiences, um, and then. I guess we're just going to go from there. I mean, like I said, me and my partner still have full-time jobs. I mean, he's about to have a baby here soon. Um, congrats, Brad. Yeah, congrats, obviously. It's a boy, so he'll definitely come out with a bat. Yep, definitely. Because um, his wife's also an ex-softball player. Oh, yeah. So it's, There's no doubt. It's, it's irrelevant. Soccer ball will not be in that house. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, basically, family's first for us. Um, life's first. So we, we're gonna we're gonna still do our full time jobs, but of course we would like to make our company our primary source of income. Mm-hmm. And we're you guys keep, ever thought about brick and mortar? Or are you all are you gonna stick to online? We're gonna stick with the online market for now. We're gonna actually start working more with Amazon and selling some of our products through Amazon because I mean if you don't, you're gonna fail eventually. Like I think that's yeah. the market you have to go at some point, no matter who you are. I mean, I work. Have you at talked a, to Bezos yet? <laughs> I mean, I'm, I work at a company which. You know, it's a huge company down the road. It's called Cafe Press, and I mean, it's a multi-million-dollar company. Mm-hmm. Um, but we actually have had to restructure a lot of our sales and production around Amazon um, because that's just the world we live in. So, if Cafe Press has to do it, I'm probably going to have to do it too, um, if I'm in the retail market. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I mean, right now we're obviously we might set up a few more booths. Like next year, we do plan to go back to the Arnold. Um, we're probably going to even maybe explore a couple other options like different booths. Um, I'm doing random booths here and there, different competitions, mostly powerlifting meets. Um, I'll set up here whenever you guys have mm-hmm. an event at LAC. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to do things like that. I don't know if we're going to actually develop a brick and mortar store of our own anytime soon. I know but, a spot in the lot in the parking lot. Yeah. It's open, <laughs> but we we actually, I mean, we have implemented an affiliate program where some places like yourself and yeah, we sell some of your stuff yeah so some people are selling our stuff through their brick and mortar location so we've developed uh i guess partnerships with different companies um mostly gyms right now uh we're working with next levels nutrition right now which i know you are also yes so it's it's definitely helped 
broadening broaden our market in that way and turn you know we can just sell our lifting gear straight to the customer rather than all through online retail because sometimes you just need to hold it you need to touch it um we don't have the means to open our own brick and mortar location nor do we know where we would do it given i'm here and he's in north carolina um but anyways so we're going to stick with that we're going to do we're work partner with other companies i guess and sell our products to them because i'm actually working with someone now um she's generating a she has her own apparel line in the mall mm-hmm. in the oxmoor mall okay um it's called the new black and she's kind of helping me develop my own line as well because she, that's what she does she used to own a cut and sew shop um so I could potentially be selling some of my products through her as well. That'd be great. Um, so there's different options. I always, I always notice for me. I don't know if it, if if you get it for you, sure. but when when we set up a pop up store, we set up a you know a booth at a, an event. Yeah, sales are through the roof because you just have you have you have you give people the opportunity to hold it. You get people to see it. And like oh my god, this is them. yeah. And, and that's the thing. I mean, I'm not the most outgoing person, but. It is cool meeting the people that enjoy our stuff, and then yeah. to, they can actually maybe put a face, although it's not the most appealing face, they can put a face to the company. So I think, yeah, we're going to try to do different pop-ups and booth setups throughout the year, but, yeah, in terms of brick and mortar, we'll just partner more with mm-hmm. other companies. That already have brick and mortar. That are already established, <laughs> yeah. I lied about two more questions. I have one more. Does it ever get – because it's, it's cool for me still to this day when I see a sale roll through – um, the wire and it's a name that I don't know. It's a name sure, that I don't yeah. recognize. Does that ever get old? No, absolutely not. And I think that was the the coolest thing. I mean, I'll never forget. It was one of our first sales. We um, hey, no, not now. No, 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 no. <laughs> not our first sale. I'm saying one of our first international sales, and that was the one that stuck out to me. And it never gets old when I see us shipping to Australia or different, um, you know, military bases. I mean, we even shipped something to Kuwait. I remember one year, and that was just yeah, kind of cool. So that's the stuff that did stand out and never gets old. I mean, I, I, mean, I mean, obviously, it's it's cool, and you're very appreciative when it's a you know recurring customer. Someone that you see their yeah. name, you know who they are personally. Sure. You met whether you met them at a gym or you just know them, mm-hmm. you know from whatever. That's always awesome. But Absolutely, the, the yeah. new names were like, I have no idea who this yeah. person is, but that's awesome. Well, I mean, it was kind of cool for us, especially in the very beginning, because we just kind of we blew up in one state in particular, and it was a state that neither one of us reside, and it was. It was Michigan, and it kind of – that was the weirdest thing. And every time I get a sale from Michigan, I think about that. It was like mm-hmm. how quickly that grew in that state and how big of an audience that we had and a presence we had, and we weren't even there. So that was kind of cool, and that doesn't get old ever. So, I <laughs> mean, cool. All right, so that leads us to the last one, uh, which I thought you were going to spoil on me yeah. for a second. Uh, it's the Alpha Apparel-sponsored question. I uh, Remember, visit alphaapparelky.com. Uh, use the promo code podcast to get 20% off uh, your entire order. Uh, we also just issued a uh, complete overhaul of the website to where all orders, regardless of size, are free uh, on shipping. So you don't need to pay for shipping anymore. That seems to be uh, one of the biggest things yeah, that people that's, hate. That's a good deal. Is paying for <laughs> paying for shipping. So no I more. Mean, I'm, a, I'm a logistics manager at my job, so I know all about the shipping and yeah, yeah, it's it's a big pain for 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 customers. So hopefully, you know, we can uh, we can alleviate that pain from you. So um, the Alpha, Alpha Apparel sponsored question, uh, Mike, who bought your all's first T-shirt? So yeah, it actually, I remember you asking me right before we started this. I had to think about it a little bit, and coincidentally enough, I believe it is the person that we actually posted on our Instagram page today. Her today is uh, April twenty sixth. Yes, if, if you're randomly listening to this, sure, in July. So um, her name is Jessica. She's based out of Cincinnati, and 
you know, she was our first sale, and she's bought stuff pretty consistently since then. And, I mean, we had several others that bought stuff that first day that I won't obviously forget. Mm-hmm. But it just kind of worked out that the girl that I actually gave a shout-out to today for wearing our leggings, is a, she bought a couple of tanks the very first day we launched, and she was one of our first sales. This was not pre this was not pre-done I, I threw this question on you at the last second so <laughs> um so I, again uh mike brown bellicon training thank you so much for hey man, for stopping for in me. for the podcast um you know what one more time your your instagram names and the website so people yeah. can visit you yeah the instagram is uh buns underscore barbells underscore wolf elite uh you can just search buns and barbells or wolf elite and it'll pop up um, and the website is bellacontraining.com. Like I said, you can Google Buns and Barbells or Wolf Elite, and it'll be the first thing that pops up. Awesome. Thanks again, Mike. Thanks um, for having me, man. And hopefully uh, we'll have you back soon. Absolutely. Thanks, man. Thanks. All my friends are heathens, take it slow. Wait for them to ask you who you know.